Welcome to the show. This is Recover Like a Mother. I'm so glad you're here. My name is Lane Kennedy, and this show is inspired by recovery and living a calm life. If you're missing out on living a calm life, I'm so glad you're here. If you're in recovery and you're looking for answers, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for being here. Now let's get into today's episode. Hi, I'm Tiffany Jones, and you're listening to Recover Like a Mother. Yes. Welcome back, Mama. How are you? It's good to be with you. It's good to be in the moment. This is Recover Like a Mother. Today, we have a guest, Tiffany Jones. Tiffany Jones, Tiffany Jones. I'm really excited to connect with Tiffany. If you're new to this podcast, I just want to welcome you. Thank you so much for checking out these conversations that I have with people in recovery. And if you're coming back, I wanted to say thank you for coming back and listening to another uh, story. You know, this is where we share and grow and learn. This podcast is dedicated to helping you explore your recovery and to go deeper in your life. So Tiffany, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lane. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah. I, I love that you are in long-term recovery as well. What's your yeah. sober date? 11, 11, 99, which Woo. is a date not to lose. That's, like, that's what, that's what the old timers told me when I first came in, I wrote that number down and I'll never forget. I was 27 and there was an old timer who had 27 years of, of uh, sobriety sitting in, in the front row. And he said, that's a good date. You should keep that date. And I was like, okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. okay. That's what we do. <laughs> yes. Okay. Sure. Whatever you say. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'll keep it. 11, 11, 11, 11, 99. I'm trying to think what I was doing back in 1999. What was happening back then? A lot. What was happening for me? <laughs> yeah, for you, you were getting sober. <laughs> for me, I was wearing shoulder pads. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I go by fashion. <laughs> What's happening in fashion? Yeah, it was, it was, that was an interesting year. It's because it was before 2000, mm-hmm. right? And everybody was like, oh, the end of the world is coming. It's 2000. Oh, you know, Prince was singing, right? Like there was oh. a lot, there was a lot happening. And I was sober to go through that. Oh my God. And so were you. I was. Yeah. What brought you to that desire to get sober? Were you like a fall down messy drunk? Yes, absolutely. Lane. Oh yes. The stories. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was. I really didn't know that blackouts weren't normal. I honestly thought that everybody had them. Like I didn't think that was any kind of sign or something that turns out it's a sign. Like maybe you might be, you know, have a problem if you have blackouts consistently. I never knew when I was going to have the blackouts either. Right. Mm-hmm. That was always fun. Yeah. Okay. You just, that just it, I always have memories shoot up when I'm with someone else talking about it because I yeah. have this, my, well, not my first blackout. My first blackout was the first night that I drank, but I have this very strong memory of a fraternity blackout. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, And I just think about all the women, all the girls in sororities having those blackouts and not know, like just thinking, oh, tomorrow I'm going to go do it again. Totally. Just that that's because that's what we, that's what I did. That's, that's what it sounds like you did too. I a hundred percent did that lane. I didn't. And, and I thought, you know, I, I, yeah, I a hundred percent did that. I thought it was fun. I mean, I 
thought this was the way life was going. And I was in the party. Yeah. And it, you know, some nights I might end up jumping out of your car or (laughs) punching you, but I thought it was really fun. I never knew. That's so that's okay. Yes. Right. That is perfect. Okay. So you're having a blackout and you're thinking to yourself, this is normal life. And then all of a sudden you get sober. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say this. So I, and, and this is, I wasn't blacked out for my last day of drinking and I was just drinking beer because that's the other thing. Like my mom had come into recovery before me. And so I knew about this, this path and I knew that it wasn't for me. I felt really bad for anybody who didn't drink. Like that is so sad. What a sad way of life, blah, blah. And knew that was not for me and was just drinking beer because I really, really wanted to control it. And I really, really, really didn't want my life to be over. And I thought drinking was my life. And so if I stopped drinking, it would be over. So my last night of drinking, I wasn't drinking and I wasn't blacked out. I was only drinking beer and I still ended up hitting my boyfriend and getting handcuffed in a cop car, no seats, no padding on the seats lane. You just like knock you around a fingerprinted. I mean, I got, I got charged with assault and battery in uh, Newton, Massachusetts, which is not a um, poor city. And I was sitting in the cell thinking how, what, I, how, how did this happen? I just drank beer. And, and that was, I I just, I I would, that was my bottom. I didn't know. I didn't understand. And I remember, and I remember, I remember that night. I remember those feelings. I remember that experience. And that was my bottom. And, and, you know, I, I did end up going to, I did end up going to a meeting and seeing a couple people that look like me. That was the other thing, right, Lane? I didn't think there were people like me here doing this, right? Like, I didn't know that other women that were young and pretty and cute and fun weren't drinking. That was amazing to me. And then, I, so I met some, I met some and they were like, what are you doing? I have like, I have no idea. What are you doing? That moment of like, what are you doing? I don't know. What are you doing? That, that, that bonding <laughs> moment is so magical. So powerful. Yeah. I'm so grateful for that, for that. I'm so grateful that other people have gone and done this before me and stayed there. And I'm grateful. So to, yeah, because that was my fear as of being doing all this alone. I would never, you know, it's so interesting when we have that moment of clarity and it's as if something embodies us and says enough is enough. And I love that you had somebody say, what's going on, right? Somebody else that walked before you had the courage, the know-how they were taught how to come up to somebody and say, Hey, what's going on? I don't, I don't know about you, but for me, I was not a fan of other women. I was like, you know, like you're over there and I'm here and I don't really need you in my life. No, no. No, women were not my friends, right? No, but but no, when I found recovery, I was greeted by women and they embraced me and they threw me in their car and we drove around Los Angeles and it was, we went and got milkshakes and I just was like sitting there. I just remember sitting in between a car full of women all the time. And I would just, I wouldn't have anything to say. And they'd just be like, Hey, Lane, what do you think? And I just, and then sooner, like six months into it, like I'm still doing the same thing. 
And, and I finally said something and they're like, yeah, <laughs> like there was like a party, but it was, it was, the, it, they just kept the door open for me. They just yeah. allowed me to be there with them because yeah. I didn't even know how to be. Oh, I just got chills lane. I just got chills because that was, they allowed me to be there with them. And I, I had no, right. I didn't know I was, I feel, yeah. It's like that I was carried, you know, that mosh pit when you jump off the stage and those people that get carried, that was me. <laughs> like I was getting carried and they let me be there. And it was, you know, they also, I did speak. I did talk. I had a lot. I had a lot of, I probably spoke too much and should have listened more, but they, but they listen too to when I did speak like that, like even when you, when you speak, like when you spoke, like they giving that val validity to me that my voice was important that I was, you know, I, I felt, I did not like the person I dragged in here. I did not feel good. And I felt like if you got to know me, you would understand and not like me too, because then you would see the real me. If you, if I spoke, <laughs> If you got to know me and I was so, you know, I, I thought, you know, people would talk about humility or humility or being humble. And I thought I definitely had that nailed because I hated myself and coming in on that, like feeling and, and realizing that, that, that wasn't humility turns out like hating yourself, but cause I might not be much, but I was all I thought about. All I thought about was me. I didn't even know what that meant. Didn't even know. <laughs> Didn't even know, didn't even realize that all I was thinking about was me. Oh, no. Right. Oh, so I, this is yeah. again, I, I just get so incredibly grateful for recovery and learning a new way to live oh, and wow, how the evolution yeah. of, you know, the evolution of Tiffany. So yeah. there you were yeah. that chatty girl, like yeah. with a lot to say. And now, you know, like fast forward, you have grown into your recovery. You have two kiddos. Yep. Are you married, single, divorced? What's yeah. your status? Yeah, I am married, which is, that is another, <laughs> a, a miracle. Like, let's just talk about that. That's a miracle. That is a miracle. Lane, I'm married. I have, you know, to the same person. <laughs> I have two children with the same person. Like this would not have been my life, right? I have, you know. Do you I, like this person? Yes, I like this person. <laughs> like this person and I like to do things together. We do things together. We, you know, go and spend time together with this person who's my friend. And no, that's wild. I mean, this, I definitely met him after I got sober, right? And is, is he sober as well? He is not. Okay. Not I love that. Yeah. No, nope. my, my partner, yeah. he is not sober as well. I, yeah. Normal, you know, yeah. Normie norm. Uh, yeah. We have wine in the house every night. Yep. Totally. We have, yeah, yeah we've got yep. beer in the house, the whole thing, and all, all of it and all of it. It's fine. Right. It's fine. Yeah. So you, you met this person, you yep. uh, got married. You didn't yes. have a shotgun wedding. I didn't have a shotgun wedding and, and you have two kids. And I have two kids. I have boy two girls. Kids. What are they? What's going on? One of How each. Old? I got a. I got. I got one of each. I got a boy who's fourteen. He'll be a freshman in high school this year oh in three weeks. Okay. And and a fourth grade girl who I got to have when I was forty-one. I got to have a baby when I was forty-one, sober. Sober. Yeah, sober forty-one mother. Wow, that was wild. It's that, wild. Okay. It's wild. Okay. Motherhood I, is in sobriety, Lane. That, 
it wasn't expected. I'm sure. What did, is this what you wanted? Did you want to have kids? Were you like, Oh yeah, sign me up. Yes, I did. I definitely did want to have kids. I did want to have kids, but I, you know what, I'll tell you what, you know, what kept me from having them probably at certainly before I got sober was because I didn't think I'd be able to stop drinking for nine months. That's what they said. You had to stop drinking while you were pregnant. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm grateful that, you know, it all works out. I was probably five years sober when I met my husband. I I didn't think I was going to get married (laughs) because it took me a little while, like, you know, but I was, you know, I was five years sober and I was in a good spot and, and, and I'm grateful that, you know, it all, it all, the timing worked out for that for sure. Yeah. So hang on one second. Yeah. Okay. So married kids, like your partner, mm-hmm. like your kids, yes. you're able to show up all the things that I love, but I know for sure there have been trials and tribulations in sobriety because we're living a life. Yeah. So I would love to have you share with our listeners something that really struck you perhaps from perhaps in between somewhere in your recovery that you thought, oh man, I need to change. I need to get myself together. Let's hear that. Yeah. I love that lane. So I, and that is, that's a great pivotal moment. It was definitely, you know, having, I had been sober, right. And then I had kids and and when I was sober, I had my, I had my program. I had a different way I did my recovery, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And then I had my children and my life was like snap upside down in a second. And I didn't have the same time options that I might've had before. Right. So maybe I was, you know, going to the, you know, meetings and I wasn't able to get to meetings and, you know, I had, and then I had guilt because I wasn't going to meetings. And then I felt like, you know, I wasn't going to, you know, was I going to be able to do it, et cetera, you know, all, all of the things, because, you know, I definitely learned one way of recovery right? I'd come in and learned one way of recovery and heard that maybe there wasn't other options out there of recovery or whatever it was, you know, you, you just, you hear the things and I, and you know what I did, I stayed sober lane. I stayed sober. Now I didn't necessarily have the same peace of mind with my early children, but I, you know, I did what I could do. And I realized that I was at the end of the day, staying sober. And that was, what was important. So after I had my son, yeah, I went into like a nightmare. Yeah. (laughs) Like I, like first I got postpartum really badly, but that postpartum kind of kicked me off into the path that I do today. Right. Like now I'm a meditation teacher, mindfulness, right. It's become my thing. Right. It's so was there something that had you wake up, right? Like that was a pivotal moment in my recovery where I had to say, oh shit, things need to change. Right. So here you're like, and I think there's something about, you know, you hear these things and they're supposed to be this way. Was there something? Yeah. Yeah, Like I want to get into that. Yeah. 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 No, there, yeah, there was, it was like, you know, it was basically I, I, that I was okay lane. Right. I looked, I, you know, and yes, I did. I was, I got into like exercising. I got into meditation, right. Mindfulness. I found, I found other, you know, channels. I want, I want to say like, all right, I found other groups. I found like solid people around me. I had, I found friends I found and, and I found that I was okay. 
and it was like it was just this like we like to say out east like dawn broke on Marblehead you know like I had this awakening that like I am open to being being in recovery like I am and I am proud of that that's a piece of me and I'm going to take that with me no matter what that road might look like and that it's okay that my road is different than you know this line right that I may veer off the line at times like I I it was probably you know it was it was a long it was a long time that I didn't that I didn't go to meetings and I thought you know before that that it was going to like all fall apart and I didn't fall apart lane I didn't fall apart I was okay and I was okay because I found other I found other things I was open to you know being spiritual I was open to nature I was open to god I was open you know the universe right getting closer with all of it and doing it in different ways. I'm just dropping in right here to remind you that you deserve to live an epic and amazing life. And if you're not, I want to be the one to support you in overcoming your burnout, eliminating your perfectionism, and any of those ruminating thoughts that keep you away from the life that you want to be living. Check out my eight-week program, mindful safeguard over at recoverlikeamother.com forward slash mindful. Thanks again for listening and let's get back into the episode. So what are those different ways? So nature, you said nature, huge exercise, exercising, you know, biking. I did a lot of biking. What's your spiritual path? I want to just cut to the chase. My so, okay. We can absolutely cut. Let's cut to the chase. Let's go there. Okay. You, okay. You want to go there? So this is this, I, I became, I became Catholic lane when it I was love the, this. Yeah, I, okay. I became Catholic actually the year before I got sober, what? I became Catholic when I was How? 26 years old. Okay. So you were seeking, you were seeking something and, and you weren't getting it through the alcohol. The booze wasn't nope. working. So you're like, nope. going to God, going, going to God. God, I'm going to God. <laughs> and, you know, I, and here's what, like, you know, I think I love that you asked me like, you know, what's my thing or what is, what, whatever, blah, blah. But like, so I, you know, I, I'm, I became Catholic. Now I grew up, I am very open-minded. I am not, I, I, I want to break this mold. Okay. Like I am here to break the mold on, on all of it. Right. Because, you know, I feel like when people, when I even say that sometimes people have this idea, right. Of like all the idols or all the masses or all the rituals, all the traditions. And, and I get that. I hundred percent get that. Like, I'm afraid of that. It's like blah, blah, blah. But for me, it isn't any of that. It is just finding that connection with God. And I, I have a really strong faith in God. I, and I always have, right. I was like that kid that was like always into God. And, you know, I, I went to this camp that was like church camp and I, I was like really into, to God. And, and yeah, so I, I, yeah, I became Catholic and I, it has, it has helped. It has brought, it has brought me through so many things. I mean, for sure, my faith and my prayer, my talking, my connection with God, 
right, is real and strong. So that's... I think that's one of the most profound things that we can discover in recovery is this connection, right? This is what I coach about. It's all about finding that connection. And when you, you know, pre-sobriety, you're looking and then post you're in it, that connection I'm sure has become a, it's your lifeline, but it's your, your best friend, right? It's, it's everything to you. And when you had your kids, did it fall apart? Did it fall away? No. Awesome. No, no, it didn't. It, it probably grew a lot stronger yeah, yeah. because of my children. I mean, my children are like miracles. Becoming yeah. a mom for me was just like, I mean, hard, hardest. I was miserable. I mean, there were, I was like miserable, please. I mean, it was such a, it's so, and it still is today, Lane. Like it is like what I identify as is a mom. Like I, my kids are like, why are you doing this? What are you? And, and also like my kids help me to break that cycle. Yep. So like through, you know, my son's 14. That's a hard, that's the beginning. Yeah. Right. That's the teens. I mean, I, everything I, you know, I just, their connection with them and helping them grow and become who Mm -hmm. they are meant to be is like the, it's, it's my jam. It's totally my thing. I love it so much. And it's going so quick. I'm like, I just want to hold on to every moment. Yeah. I suck up every moment because it's going so quick, but yeah. Do you believe, or have you considered or gone into any of the faith-based recovery programs? No, no, not really. There, no. there are quite a few, which is really, really yeah. interesting and nice. I feel that, that people find recovery and then they go down that path yeah. And they think that that's the only way, but there yeah. are so many pathways. Yeah. There's so many ways to find your recovery. Yes. So one of the things that a lot of people get stuck on are labels. Yes. Yes. hundred percent lane. What do you think about that? Like yes. I like, so, so for example, right. So I, I exercise to stop drinking, (laughs) right? There's a, I am a sober sis and I go through a health protocol. I do dry January and I don't drink. And that is their thing. I, I go to 12 step program. I like, and that is it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know. And I think that it is so that my journey has been a discovery that it has all been good. And because I have, I have definitely done the 12 step journey and I have definitely not and left that 12 step space. And, and to this day, I am not, you know, I think, you know, my grandmother's favorite word was what's it called now? I can't even think of it, but me in the middle, mediocre, mediocrity, I want to say, but moderation. Thank you. That's the word moderation. There you go. I knew I'd come to it. Moderation is key. And, you know, I love that because that's where I want to live. I want to live in that middle lane. I want to live in that middle where I am open because my recovery, my strength comes from learning and growing. And as long as I am here on this earth, there is more to learn and grow. And if I get stuck in those tracks, like I just see like people get stuck in these lines with these labels or this track, this is how I do it. 
and this is how it do is done. And it's if you veer off this track, it's not going to work, etc. Blah, blah, blah. The world's going to end. I could go into like a little Loki monologue there, but I won't. From Marvel, there's like a whole like timeline thing with Loki. But, you know, but it's not, but that's not the truth, right? The timeline has splinters and all of those splinters are good. Like it is all good. I, I love that. And and my, the book that I just, the Quit Like a Woman book, I don't know if anyone's familiar with that, but it was a powerful book for me to read as somebody. Why? As somebody in a 12-step program, knowing and understanding people are like, oh, I don't want to be in a 12-step program. I don't want to do those steps. I don't all these things, right? That people have labels or, or feelings about either way. And, and people that are in the 12 step definitely have feelings and labels about not being it, right? Like we, I mean, I let's just admit everyone's got all these biases, labels. I, it opened my eyes to like the facts, like the science of alcohol, right? Like I just love that. It was like the first chapter where she talks about it, the, what it is, the ethanol. Drinking, al- yeah, drinking gas. Yeah. You're like, I'm like, oh, yes. I mean, it was like, let's talk about it like that. Like, let's talk about these facts. Like, let's talk about, you know, we don't hear so much about the science of things, you know, and then, and then following her journey and, and under just being able to see both sides, I guess, really, right? Like I can see both sides. It really opened up both sides for me is what it did. That's what it did. There's been other guests who have talked about Holly's work and I am, I appreciate the work that she has put out there. I don't like the way that she speaks about Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. But I think there is a lot of relevant information in that book. And if you haven't read that book, it's something that you might want to pick up and just read it. You know, there are a lot of younger women, right. That are catching on to this like new sobriety, new recovery. And and I think that's, what's really important to get across here is that what I'm hearing is that there's not just one way. Yeah. So I want to go back in your story for a minute. When, like, when, when did you have, how long were you sober when you had that I don't need this only. Yeah. Like what was, what was going on in your life when you had that awakening of like, I don't need just 12 steps. I can, I can do all this other stuff as well. Yeah. I mean, and it was, it, it was my, you know, my, my kids, my kids were, you know, my, my kids were born and I was in that world of being a mom and I got wrapped up in it. And, and I saw that it, I didn't, I saw that I didn't need to, you know, do this program exactly this way. Like, you know, it wasn't, I had my own opportunities for, for growth and, and learning and, and recovery my own way. I had my own way of of recovery and it really, it really was my children's birth, I would say, and having those little kids. Yep. Yeah. I think that's something that I'm on the same page with you is that there isn't a, there's an awakening when you have those kids on so many levels, right? Like, woo. but then in recovery, it's, it is, there's a stronger sense of the GOD, right? There, there's just like, wow, I just gave birth. This little human just popped out. Like I am a badass, but there's also that, like, perhaps this baby isn't supposed to be here. Perhaps this is a miracle, perhaps like, right. All of that is kind of shifting through the brain. And there is this opportunity to discover more 
And whether that be going faith, you know, leaning into faith or leaning into, I know a lot of people lean into like yoga, find yoga, find the mat. I have tons of girlfriends that find the mat and get deep into the yoga practices and Bodhisattva and all the Buddhism. And it's, it's so lovely to hear that there's a paradigm shift. There's a shift of, there are many ways to find your recovery and there's no shame in that. Yeah. Did you have shame? Did you feel yes. shame? Okay. A hundred percent. So yes. how, how did you get, like, how have you been able to kind of separate that or walk away from it, so to speak? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was acceptance. I mean, it was acceptance and it was acknowledgement of me, right? Because it was like, it was similar to that shame when I first got sober, when I stopped like doing this program, it was, it was a similar shame. And I felt like I didn't want to tell people I didn't know I wasn't good enough. You know, all of those things, Lane. And it was, it was an awareness that that wasn't truth. That wasn't truth. I was okay. And, you know, and there were times when I wasn't okay, but that was okay. (laughs) That's it right there. That right there, that level of acceptance of like, I'm not okay right now, but I'm okay. Yeah. It's okay. I'm not drinking. Like I'm not picking up a drink. Exactly. Exactly. And leaving my kids and leaving my husband and leaving my life. Yeah. Exactly. Lane. I am not okay. And I am not drinking. Like that is a hundred percent. Like that was like, wow. And it was, and and then you just, right. You like, then you start to acknowledge that right. In all of the situations that you're in constantly where every, like many people around you are right? Or the mom's groups that are doing these little, the play dates that are, you know, and oh, no, I'm good. You know, like I just began to become aware of those situations where people were using or drinking, etc. And I knew I didn't need to. I knew I didn't need to. And the more I knew I didn't need to, the stronger that was, the, the more, the better I felt about myself, mm-hmm. right? Do you ever have those moments where you're like, oh, a glass of wine might be good? Oh, tomorrow? I mean, yesterday, I mean, (laughs) yes, of course, of course. I definitely do. It's yes. Yes. It's still there. It's still there. It's still there. It's still there. I mean, it's, it's still there. It's not, it doesn't own me today. Yeah. It doesn't own me today. I can have that. I can laugh at, laugh at it. Right. Like, of mm-hmm. course, yes. It's like, a, yes, it's a summer day. Would a beer be good? Yeah. For you. I, it just happened the other day. It was, oh, we were playing golf. I was playing golf with my husband. We were in a golf tournament on Sunday. Kids, people from work. They don't know me. They're like, oh, here's a truly. I'm like, oh, I don't drink actually. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's good for you. I like to say, no, it's good for you. It's good for you for sure. Because if I were drinking, I'd be sleeping with your husband. I would be <laughs> exactly none of this would be happening. We would not be in a golf cart playing right. golf on a Sunday afternoon. If no. <laughs> and one would not have been enough. No. So you know, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So I mean, though, of course, we're living a life. We're living mm-hmm. in this world. Mm-hmm. It's constant, but it's not. It doesn't own me. It doesn't own me today. And I know that you know. I know that I'm better. Gosh, so much better, right? Yeah. Because I am sober. I know that I am better sober. I know that life is better sober. I don't have any desire to do. No, I, I, yeah, I know I that hear I'm, you. I, I totally know that I'm you. crazy enough without the alcohol now. <laughs> what do you do? What do you like? What's your favorite thing to do with your kids now? All of it, but beach, the beach, 
the beach, beach, beach is my favorite thing to do with my kids for sure. That's awesome. And but, what is your, what's your favorite thing to do with your husband? Hmm, that's a good question. Well, boating. We like to boat. We got a new boat this summer and that has been really, really fun. So we go fishing, we go out and on the ocean and we have three island hopping on the boat. Nice. I know. Right. And nice. over the years you've had careers. Many. Many. Many careers. Well, I was a teacher for a long time. Okay. I was a teacher of the longest for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now you are a solopreneur. And now I am a solopreneur. Yeah. Yes. And are you loving that journey? I love that journey so much, Lane, because I get to have freedom, you know, and I get, it's kind of like, it's, it's similar to my journey with recovery. Yep. Right. In discovering that you're not just this one path or that, right. Because I was a teacher, I'm a teacher and I say teacher and everyone's like, Oh, great. You're a teacher. That's so good. I could never do that. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh huh. Right. End of conversation. I have just discovered this year, like this whole new world of opportunity. Yeah. Just like knowing that, like, I just, well, the program isn't the program and there's a whole world of recovery. Right. And that's that feeling that I have now with opportunities for work, for a job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, your story is so, it's such an example of recovery and how you evolve, like we evolve Yeah. and we have this opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And we don't, we don't stop, you know, like we, we just keep going and it's so, it's so beautiful to hear your story unravel and to unfold and to know that you're a mom in recovery, what's on your bedside table right now what is on my bedside oh some books on codependency (laughs) nice okay so that's what you're reading that's where you're at now codependency boom boom there's so many layers so many layers and if you had one parting insight to share with our mom what would that be it would be to stay open to the journey. When you are interested in something, you know, don't, I want to say it in a positive way, but stay open to the journey, allowing, take pieces, because I think it truly is when you say it's all good, it is all good. And if we can just stay open to learning from all of it, rather than being put in a box, let's all stay out of the box, live out of the box, stay open, stay Stay open, open. stay Stay open, open. keep opening those doors. Don't be afraid to open the next door. You know, don't, yeah. Don't be afraid to open the next door. There it is. There it is. All right, Tiffany, we are at our time. I just want to say thank you so much for being on recover like a mother. It's been a delight hearing your story and having you share your voice, your wisdom and insight with our mothers. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Lane. Have a great day. Mama, may you find something bright, something light and something so juicy that fills you up so you can be the best mother. I know you can be until next time. Take good care. Hey, are you trying to overcome burnout. So many people are, you're not alone. And maybe you have perfectionism running through you and ruminating thoughts of how to do something. Maybe you avoid things. I don't know. It gets tricky. The longer that we are in recovery, the good news is that I help women in recovery access the life they imagined through a practice of mindfulness. I have an eight week program eight weeks. That's what it takes to change your life around where you can start living and thriving in your life, the life that you got sober for. 
If you're burnt out in your recovery and you need a tune-up, you want to try something else, check out the Mindful Safeguard. You can find out more information over at Recover Like a Mother. Get on the wait list. It's an eight-week program. It opens and closes, and I would love to have you participate because I know that you didn't get sober just to live in mediocrity. No, you got sober to live a life beyond your wildest dreams. All right, I hope to see you in there. Thanks again for listening to the show.